Hey y'all, it's your girl Mish and welcome to a new year of the episode Love Mish Podcast where I share my thoughts, opinions, and ramblings and sometimes I'll have guests but no subject is off limits. It's a billion people in the world and I'm just one of them. So welcome to my world and let the conversation continue. It's your girl, Love Mish, and welcome to another episode of Love Mish Podcast. And today's topic or theme will be um, giving thanks to our teachers and our guides and our mentors and this walk of life. Um, I stumbled upon, you know, I'm a quote queen. I stumbled upon a quote, and this is by T.D. Jakes, and it says, The world is a university, and everyone in it is a teacher. Make sure when you wake up in the morning that you go to school. And I honestly believe that that is a true statement. Um, I think planet Earth is a school. We are here to learn. Class is always in session. You should always have your book pad, your note cards, your notebook, your pen and your paper, and taking notes. When good things happen, take notes so that you can apply them to your life. When bad things happen, take notes so that you don't apply them to your life or, or don't continue to have them applied in your life. And I think the only way to move forward is if you are paying attention to the good and the bad or the positive or the negative or whatever it resonates with you and making sure that you aren't repeating cycles. I think a lot of people are just repeating cycles. I think that's where generational curses come from. Great grandma did it. Grandma did it. Mom did it. You're going to do it too. Is anyone going to look at the picture and make different choices? Um, so that could be a whole nother podcast by itself. But um, there are a lot of teachers in my life, basically everybody, but a, a couple of them stand out. You know, they're more well-known um, and they make a bigger impact. Some of them have YouTubes or have written books or are actually teachers in middle school, high school, and even college. Um, so I was making some garlic toast. Let me take this out really quick. Mm, smells so good. I love garlic toast. I just love it. Okay, let me just turn the light off. Um, and so, I just love learning. I have always loved going to school. It's never a punishment to me. Um, elementary, middle school, high school, went to college, got my associates, my bachelor's, my master's. I want to get a PhD. Um, I didn't want to continue in the business field. I saw how dirty it was or or more money focused and not people or environment focused. And I'm more of a humanitarian, so it just wasn't resonating with me anymore. And now that I'm learning about spirituality and, you know, the planet and different religions and stuff, maybe if I find a major in that field. I can sign back up again because, hey, I love learning. But you don't have to go to school. You don't have to get a degree to be well-educated. Albert Einstein himself um, beat all odds. He just, you know, some people you just have to study what you like. Everything else is bullcrap. And that's how it was um, for him. So I think I'm just going to, like, just read different books and topics and just build my own knowledge base. A degree doesn't make you wise or non-wise, nonetheless. Um, if anything, uh, most countries are allowing their 
citizens to go to, to college for free because at the end of the day, it's helping them. You're, you know, you let this young person go to school to be a doctor, it's helping your community, you know. Why should you charge for that? So even in America, I think New York is doing free school, other states. So it's, it's finally coming over here. I think Canada does free college. So for America, we're finally starting to realize people will have a passion about something and they'll go to school full-heartedly. You don't have to put a price tag on it for them to take it serious. I don't think anyone is just lining up to be a doctor unless they love science and surgeries and all that other stuff. I highly doubt at the end of the day it's about the money. Because when you take these classes and you do this test, either you like it or you don't. And that's what weeds out the real from the fake. Um, So... With me liking to learn, I came across, I love taking surveys, y'all. Oh, my God. If you have any surveys, please send them to me. One of them is mybodygraph.com. Shout out to Miss Sharita and my sister, Darnisha. They put me on this. Once you put in, one thing you need to know in life, you need to know your first and your last name. You need to know um, your month of birth, date of birth, year of birth, and time. It's a lot of things that you can figure out just by knowing that information. So, on this chart... It kind of told me what I was. And it said, you are a projector. As a projector, your role in this life is to guide others. Being a guide can take many forms. From guiding a volunteer group, (laughs) which I have a nonprofit, to guiding a company as a CEO. And I have my own business. Um, I'm even, you know, going down the path of leadership at my job. So this is so funny. And my major was leadership for my master's. Um, At every job I had, I never focused on the role they gave me. I'm like, okay, so how long does it take to be a team lead? How long does it take to be a manager? I was a manager at Family Dollar. I had the keys to open up the store. Like, I've always just, tell me what to do, I could do it. Like, just self-led. Even college, I took it on my own. I did online classes. So, tell me what I need to do, what I need to read, and I'll do it by the due date. Like, you don't have to hold my hand. So, this is just so funny. In life, I think we really know the answers. We just like confirmation. And at some point, it's going to be like, okay, how much confirmation do you need? Like, my dad always says, you need to be a teacher. I'm like, I ain't finna teach these people these kids math science like I don't want to teach them that but it's not my subject I would teach them about different religions I would teach them about yoga and meditation I would teach them about love and becoming a vegan or uh, learn uh, or eating more healthy choices or at least knowing how that meat got on your plate because that can make a difference in whether you eat it or not but anyways it says however there is a condition to being a guide for others which is that it is not up to you to choose whom you guide and I think that's my biggest problem like my family and my friends I don't want you to die of cancer and high blood pressure and all this other shit so if I'm learning this stuff I'm gonna push it down your throat and this is just telling me that's not how it works at the end of the day everybody has a choice and they can do what they want to do but in my mind it's selfish that's like that's like me knowing eating this cake is gonna make me die and I eat it knowingly not unknowingly because that's a whole nother podcast knowingly I eat it I know it's gonna kill me I know I have a child she hasn't got married or had kids yet I want to meet my grandkids like she's gonna need me in her life I think it's selfish sometimes the choices we make that are prematurely ending our life yes we all are gonna die but we don't have to die as quick as we are people are dying in their 40s and 50s a lot of my classmates parents are dying way too young 
I have a friend, his grandma is like 102. Hello? Like something is wrong. And the way they ate is completely different from the way that we eat, which is why they're living longer and we aren't. They didn't have microwaves and stuff like that. They were cooking from scratch, growing their stuff in the fields. So we're dying faster. We have to look at what are those gaps between somebody that lives to 102 and somebody that's dying in their 40s. Technology for one, um, not being knowledgeable about this stuff for two, but now we all have a cell phone, we all have Google, there's no excuse. And everybody's running to get surgery, I'm okay with that. Do what is best for you. But if you don't know the root or the underlying cause, it's, it's pointless. It's pointless. That's like putting water in your tank, having to get a new engine and put water in there again. Why? Um, so yeah, that's, that's a tough pill for me to swallow. There is a condition to being a guide for others, which is that it is not up to you to choose who you guide. In other words, you can only offer advice to those who truly recognize you as their guide. So I have to wait for the invitation, which is fine. I'm going to work on that really, really hard, but I love hard. Like if I had a new disease right now and you knew the cure and you didn't tell me, that would eat me up. I would want you to run to me the moment you heard it and, and tell me because that's how I am. <gasps> Did you know this does that? <gasps> Do you know this? Like, I just found out about collodial silver. Went and got a bottle. Gave some to my sister. Gave some to my mom. Like, come on. Like, <sighs> okay. But let's get back to it. So I went to dictionary.com. It gives me a new word every day. I'm such a nerd. And they have dictionary and got a thesaurus on there. So when you type in guide under the thesaurus, you get different names. So different names for guide is like counselor, mentor, teacher, advisor, captain, chaperone, um, director, example, um, guru, inspiration, leader. Imagine that. There's that word again. Um, Pathfinder. Uh, scout, superintendent, guiding spirit. Um, I just thought that that was so interesting. A lot of those resonate with me. Um, some Something that or someone who leads. So when you figure out what it is that you're here to do, nothing can stop you from doing it and it brings you so much joy and happiness you do it in your free time you're not getting paid for it and one day you will and it's just a beautiful thing to know that that I'm doing something that I love for free and it's bringing me money and I think that's really how this life is supposed to work um my best friend one of my best friends Kiki she sent me a YouTube of this guy and um he was basically saying what uh, on a piece of paper write down a lot of things that you love okay uh, draw a line next to that group those things and come up with three words so like somebody might say love compassion family um and he might say just just mark all of that as love so you would circle those and draw a line to the one word love and to just keep going down the category and whatever those three things are your job your passion or your calling or what you're doing should line up with those three things um, to me, it's the same thing as saying find something to make you money, find something um, that will keep you healthy, and find a hobby. And most people, they have three categories, but the ones that have lumped them all into one category are really, really, really happy in life. 
Um, so yeah, I've come across some teachers and leaders and mentors and spiritual guides in my life, and I just want to share them. Maybe they'll help someone else. Um, for example, there was a girl on Facebook, and I follow her. I follow a lot of strangers that I don't know, and sometimes they have inspirational quotes or something drew me to them. And so I kind of follow them and, you know, just kind of watch the posts and different things like that. Well, she was gone for a while, and she came back, and she was like, um, you know, I'm sorry I've been gone for a while. Um, the first time I got pregnant, you know, was with someone that wasn't good. You know, I basically did the pregnancy by myself, raising a child by myself. And she was like, I can't believe I'm, you know, eight weeks pregnant. It's happening again. She was like, I would never, ever let this happen to me again. You know, I'm going to raise my standards, this, that, and the other. And she was just so embarrassed. And I said, you know what? I said, um, everyone has their war stripes. I said, just don't let it be in vain. I said, maybe you can turn it into a book and help someone else. And I went to her inbox that was on her wall. And then I went to her inbox and I told her, these are the people that I follow. Um, so this is my category for love, you know, relationships, heartache, pain. Because I was in a really dark place. And I remember these people um, helped me in that area. Because you should have more than one. One teacher can't help you with everything. You can't have a financial um, advisor and asking them how to buy a house. Okay, so there's different um, or, you know, who is God? You should have people in different categories. Like, if you are a CEO of your life, which you are, you have board members. You have supervisors. You have uh, managers. You have team leads. You have employees. You have maintenance. Um, you have payroll and HR. Like, all those categories for your job, you have those in your life as well. You really do. Um like, I can go to my parents for advice. I can go to my siblings for advice and my friends. I have um, a friend. He's really good um, as far as spiritual advice or just, just very knowledgeable in the spirits. I have another friend that's just very knowledgeable in science. Um, when I'm usually down and out, my homegirls can lift me up spiritually. Because, um, you know, I give advice all the time and, you know, life is up and down. You're never going to be always at the top. You're never going to be always at the bottom. So you fluctuate. And it's good to have people in your corner that can balance that out for you um, when you're on the upside down of things. And um, I, I, I had a financial advisor, Whitney Phillips, and for my credit. And then I stopped and I just added her back on my team. Um I've always had good managers in my life or good, in, you know, co-workers and stuff like that. So just build your team. But let me get to the list before I get off of um, off the topic. So when it comes to love, relationship, heartache, and pain, yada, yada, yada. Um, the first person that comes to mind for me, um, there is an author called, well, the book is called Lady in Waiting, Becoming God's Best While Waiting for Mr. Right by Jackie Kendall and Debbie Jones. When I first got on my relationship, it's more like a um, devotional. So you read and write and read and write and read and write because everything starts with you. So you got to write those emotions out and you got to deal with it. You can't drink it away. You can't dance it away. You can't club it away. You can't date it away. You just got to deal with it head on. The next book I got um, was Sassy and Single and Satisfied Devotional Inspiration for Today's Woman by Michelle McKinney Hammond. And again, um, this one you didn't really write. You just kind of read but it was just very inspirational as well. The next one um, by Michelle McKinney Hammond again. A woman's got to do what a woman's got to do. And I actually folded a page in hers. 
and she said take note our sassy proverbs 31 diva wasn't simply a merchandiser and a tradesperson she was also a wholesaler she provided sashes and belts to the merchants for resale she was a trendsetter and an innovator a supplier to the suppliers god gives seeds to the sower this merely means he empowers us and supplies us with what we need to plant and reap a productive harvest in our lives the proverbs 31 woman and in, in, in imitated this principle i think there are two ways that we can look at this first she was a supplier to the suppliers we all had the capacity to do this to some extent which those with those in our lives she empowered others to profit by what she furnished them with we can do the same thing for others materially spiritually and emotionally perhaps people need courage good advice or physical help to achieve something that they would that would make them a blessing to others and this would also cause them to reap the fruit of sound relationships or an increase in business you may be able to you may you may be able to furnish not just the physical resources but the wisdom and the connections whatever is needed to help people make it to where they want to go perhaps you are a master of great networking this is a huge skill to be able to direct people to the right resources and opportunities i'm gonna just stop right there because i'm gonna reread a lot of these books I'm the biggest sharer in the world. I can learn about stock and tell somebody else to do stock and they might be in a better position to do it more than me. That doesn't mean you're more successful for me. And a lot of people don't come back and say thank you. But you know what? Me telling you, that already gave me joy. And I know God, universe, my ancestors, my angels, they're going to look out for me. I'd rather have blessings from them than people because you could never... I look at myself as a god of a universe. You couldn't, you can't even afford me. Is how I see myself. So, whatever you can give me, thank you. But I know I'm more valuable than that. That's just how I already see myself. Um, so there's a lot of models on Instagram, and they just like likes. I'm like, what are you doing? I'll go in their inbox and say, hey, is this new? When I found out about OnlyFans, I said, oh, word. You could post a picture and get paid. Y'all up here posting pictures for free, doing everything. So I'll go in the inbox, hey girl, it's a, it's a site called OnlyFans, you might want to sign up for that. Next thing you know, they sign up for it. Do I even get a thank you? Hell no, but that's okay, because I know you didn't have OnlyFans and now you do. Um, it's another, it's, sometimes I'll see artists and I'll be like, oh my gosh, you are already famous. I already know it. You just hang in there. Like they just ain't see you yet. I will copy their page and go put it, send it to Beyonce, send it to Mariah, send it to this person, send it to that person. They don't know that I'm doing this for free because it brings me joy. Next thing you know, the girl LaShonda, who I follow, you up here doing a whole video with Mariah Carey. So I know what my gift is. I'm a sharer and an encourager and a learner. And when I'm not doing that, I am dissatisfied in life. Like at my job, if I learned it already, it's been a year, I'm doing the same thing, uh, cut it. I'm bored. What's next? Either I'm going to quit or you're going to teach me something else. And I've learned that. Like every year I had a new job. It's because it was repetitive. Like who wants to do this for 80 years? And people do that. Not me. What, what do I need to do to get to the next level? Like nobody's going to do this every day. No, we didn't repeat school like that. So you're not finna, I'm not finna be stagnant in a job like that. I don't care how much you pay. So learning is me. And the job that I'm at now, every year I've learned something new. This is the first year I haven't. But the last thing that they taught me, tax law, I didn't dabble in it a lot. 
So I'm only okay because I'm able to dabble in it more. Because I know I wasn't before. Like, it's so many text questions a person can ask. And I don't remember going over any. Like, people were still calling in about balances. So now that I'm getting the text questions, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I'm more comfortable with it. So next year, they better give me something else or I'm going to be on somebody's ass. Um, but, yeah, I'm just, like, such a sharer. And it's funny. I'm in business now. And how she, how she said the su- giving supplies to the supplier. Like, yes. I love that because I'm learning about... Um, vendors you buy your merchandise from vendors and then you sell it to your customers like walmart cannot supply everybody with what they need they need family dollars they need target they need dollar tree there's just not enough product to service everybody so when you think about it that way it really is enough room for everybody to eat okay so another good book um, As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. I just actually finished this one. And this book was so good. Um, so I actually have this app called Goodreads. And I have all my books on there. I wanted to start out with my authors before I move to my people. And one thing about books. If, if it's in you, you can write a book. There's no excuse. Microsoft and Google now have a record button. You talk, it types. So get your book out there. It's something that you conquered in your life that somebody else is battling and they can use your encouragement to conquer it or that they went there too and they think it's the end of the road and they see and they can see that you are successful, then it'll give them the encouragement that they can be successful as well. So life is not just about you. It's about others. The more you help others, the more you really help yourself. It's just we don't really see it that way and we end up messing up a lot. Okay, so on my bookshelf, James Allen's Good Teacher Mentor. Um, Another book was The 5 a.m. Club, Own Your Morning, Elevate Your Life. This is by Robin S. Sharma. It was a really, really great book, great read. The Millionaire Next Door by Thomas J. Stanley, very good. The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari by Robin S. Sharma, that was really good. Okay, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. There was a lawyer. He was making lots of money, you know, top 1%, very successful. He dropped and had a heart attack one day. The doctor told him, if you don't change something, you're going to die. He quit work, sold all of his stuff, went overseas. And we see this in a lot of movies. They always go overseas to find peace and serenity. So that goes to tell you that we already know it's a rat race here. And other countries are really free. Um, so he went and he stayed like in a monastery and they told him all, you know, the tricks and they told him the only reason we'll tell you is you have to share it with others. So he ended up writing a book and coming back and sharing it with his right hand lawyer friend who ended up writing the book, um, for us, but it was different keys that he had in the book. And I, I'm just going to take a lot away from it. So let me just give you the synopsis with more than 4 million copies sold in 41 languages. The monk who sold his Ferrari launched a best-selling series and continues to help people from every walk of life with far greater success, happiness, and meaning in the times of dramatic uncertainty. The monk who sold his Ferrari celebrates the story of Julian Mantle, a successful but misguided lawyer whose physical and emotional collapse propels him to confront his life. The result is an engaging odyssey on how to release your potential and live with passion, purpose, and peace. 
a brilliant blend of timeless wisdom and cutting-edge success principles, the monk who sold his Ferrari is now more than ever a guide for the times as countless Canadians dedicate themselves to living a life where family, work, and personal fulfillment are achieved in a harmonious balance. I think that's a, um, a really good read. Um... The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That was really good. The Five People You Meet in Heaven and the Next Person You Meet in Heaven. I highly recommend this to everybody. So in this story, it says the five people you meet in heaven. So we already know he's going to die. Um, there was a guy that worked at a carnival. And one day... Wh- okay, well, let me tell you about him. The one number one thing he loved in his life was his wife. Um... They were, were not able to have kids, and they wanted to adopt, but he was hesitant about it. He worked at a Ferris wheel, um, I mean, a circus or a carnival or, you know, the ones that, that are on the beach. And one day, um, the machine broke. And so he went over there, and it was a little girl under the machine, and he kind of pushed her out of the way. Well, he didn't know what happened, but the machine ended up smashing, you know, falling on him, and he died. And, and I'm not going to say it was heaven or whatever, but the first place he went to, um, he's, it was it was somebody that he didn't know. And um, in the book, you get to choose what the, what your version of heaven will look like. So it was it was a, it was um, the same place that he worked basically, and he didn't know. But one day when he was on the street, he let a ball go in the road and a car swerved from hitting him and it hit something and the guy died so that was the first person that he met in heaven he just felt so bad like oh my gosh i caused this man to die okay so then he meets um the owner of the circus so long time ago there was a man that fell in love with a woman and she loved circus so he built her a, a freaking circus um and little did he know years later he would end up working there so he got to meet the owner of his job um, the next person that he met was his captain. Um, so when he was in the military, he got an honorable discharge because, um, his knee. So they were prisoners of war and they kept hearing like planes coming in closer. I guess you could tell when you're about to be rescued. So they took it upon themselves to, you know, come up with a plan so that they can kill the guards and get away. So they were successful. They killed the guards. They were able to get away. But as they were leaving, he saw a burning building and he swore somebody was inside. He wanted to get them. He was fighting his partner so that he can go get him. And his partner was fighting him like, if we don't get this RB, we're going to miss the RB. So his captain ended up shooting him and he did not know all these years his captain shot him. So he was angry because when he came back, you know, he had aches and pains and all this other stuff. Like, he, you know, it was just the worst thing in life. Um... He couldn't do any other job. He had to go back to the circus like his dad. And he really hated that job. It just was a job to him. Um, So his captain ended up telling him, you know, like, I'm the reason. You know, I'm sorry, but I'm the reason that, you know, your knee was like that. And he ended up fighting him and being, like, really upset because he didn't know. But then he remembered um, as they were leaving, the captain got out just to make sure it wasn't any landmines and he did step on a landmine and died so he did die to save drb and everybody else on it 
And so, although he ruined his life by shooting his knee, he realized that you you ended your life to save us. He was able to go back and spend time with his wife and his stepdaughter amidst the aches and pains and, yeah, working at circus. So, the last person he met was his wife. And she picked um, different wedding places because she, she said they had a small wedding. It was... um. You know, at the top of one of the bakeries, close family and friends were there. And so every room they went into, somebody was getting married. That was, like, um, one of her things in life. And, um, you know, he missed her so much, and he was happy to be able to. And, you know, she had died before him, so he was happy to be able to see her. Um, and I just think it's really good. It's a really good story because he reflected on, you know, being mad at his dad and, you know, you always sometimes in life you always blame other people but you be to blame too like he didn't know he caused that man to die you called your own captain to die it's like a lot of stuff it kind of balanced things out like yeah this may have sucked but look at the benefit of that or you know you were so hard on your dad but you didn't even understand because one of the things that happened is his dad would work so much and one day his friend his best friend y'all got drunk and was trying to fill up on his wife and he knew that he had lost his job and was drunk and was going a hard time he basically just pushed him out of the apartment and um i think that kind of does something to a man it was his best friend you know he left his wife vulnerable and he probably you know hated his job but he did it for his family so when his son when he was little he would be like oh i want to go do something else and his dad would be like you don't want to work at the circus like i'm not good enough and so it just let him see life from his dad's point of view because he was only judging it from his point of view i just think it's a really it's a really good it will humble you it's a really good read and then the next one oh i forgot one he met um when when the fire when, the, when when he said that he wanted to go save somebody in a fire, it was a little girl, and she was burnt up, y'all. When I tell you I was in tears when I was reading that. And, okay, so this is how it started. When he when the, when the machine fell on him, when a, one of the rods fell on him, it was a little hand, and he thought it was the hand of the girl um, that he was saving. But it was actually the girl that was in the, that he, that burnt alive, basically, pulling him up to heaven. And I was just like, oh, my God. He let, because her parents were the one, one of those soldiers that he killed. And they told her to stay inside. So she stayed inside. Um, but little did she know they was going to burn everything up. Because I guess when you're a prisoner of war, you don't let it stay. You burn it down. And they didn't know she was inside. But he, I think he did see her because he was trying to tell them. But anyways, when she got to heaven, she was like, um... You know, basically, it's not your fault. You didn't know I was in there. Um, you know, you were a prisoner and different other stuff. And she just had so much compassion versus you killed me. I didn't get to grow up. I didn't get to become anything. I didn't get to get married or have kids. Blah, blah, blah. She just had so much compassion for him. Like, she just saw his point of view. Well, anyway, so that's another a great read. Um... The Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. My mom told me about this book. She Shonda Rhimes would say no to so much stuff. And her sister said, you always going to say no. So she just forced herself to say yes. And I think that's a very liberating um, book. But for me in my life, I, I'm learning to say no. Like, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to go there. And a lot of people aren't happy about it. But it is what it is. Um, I have to make myself the most happiest at the end of the day. 
because I'm going to live this life the longest with myself. Maybe it's you. Cut the crap. Face your fears and love your life by Lauren Handel Zander. That's a really good book. Um, the Game of Desire, Five Surprising Secrets to Dating with Dominance by Shannon Bodrom. So I have a page called Misha at Night, just learning more about sexuality and femininity and relationships and love and sex and all this other stuff. She is a um, sex coach and I want to become a sex expert as well. So it's some classes that I could take to be certified. And she's actually um, one of them. So her whole book was she took a group of women. She gave them advice and on how to get dates because they were all successful women. And for some reason, it's really hard for successful women to settle down. It's like they don't want to settle for anything. I worked hard and bust my ass to get to where I am. Why do I have to settle for somebody that did not? I don't understand it myself. But anyways, so she'd tell them, you know, change your hair. She gave them a makeover. Do, you know, do wear color lipstick. Um, you know, work out. Change your eating habits. Learn how to flirt. Women don't flirt. Um, you know, just go to different bars and have conversations with men. You don't have to be interested with them. But you need to be comfortable with initiating conversations. There's just so much good tips in there. I think it's a really good read. Um, Astrology for Dummies by Ray Orion. Learning astrology has taught me a lot about myself. I don't care what religion you subscribe to. I think astrology is worth learning. It will help you learn about yourself, but most importantly, the people that you're going to have to deal with every day in this thing called life. Um, Let's see, I'm going through my list here. Everything is Fucked, A Book of Hope by Mark Manson. Really good read. Um, he's basically saying, you know, let me read you the synopsis. The superstar blogger and author of the smashed New York Times bestseller, The Substar Art of Not Giving a Fuck Now, does for love what he did for happiness in the raw and candid guide to relationships. We live in a love-crazed culture where love is celebrated and idolized as life's ultimate goal. Not so, contends Mark Hansen. And the nonsense voice his fan loves, he argues that love is not all we need to have a successful relationship and offers us the tools to hone the values and skills necessary for not screwing things up with the most important people in our lives. Hard-hitting, funny, and bluntly honest. Fuck yes or no takes readers for a ride of hard punches and unpleasant truths. Just because you love somebody doesn't mean that they're good for you. Love may not. I'm sorry. Love may make you feel better about your relationship problems, but it won't solve your relationship problems. Sometimes the best way to love someone is letting them go. From dating and and popping the question to breaking up and getting over your ex to creating a long-lasting and happy marriage, Manson provides a raw advice that forces us to be honest with ourselves and accept reality as it is. And I thought that that was a really good book. Um... He gives a lot of analogies to different like life stories and war stories and this, that, other. But they all have a point. So now that I told you this story, this is the point of it. And I, I love how honest he is. Like his book is called Everything is Fucked. So he's brutally honest. Um, I went to a seminar with Kiki by Dean Grzowski. The Millionaire Success Happy is the Gateway to Wealth and Prosperity. And that book was really, really inspirational. Um, the 48 Laws of Powers by Robert Greene. That's a really great read. I never thought about Laws of Power. And that one has a lot of history in it. Um, the Alchemist my number one book by Paulo uh, Coelho. Um, 
really love that book. I can read that book over and over and over. Um, I have a podcast on it already, so I won't give you the story again, but it's really good. The Four Agreements, A Practical Guide to Personal Freedom is really good. Um, the Five Love Languages, I definitely recommend that. Um, the Boyfriend Book, No More Boyfriends by Michael E. Reed. I stumbled across Mike, and he's became like a big brother virtually to me. Um, he's a male. I have a dad and a younger brother. Um, but he talks about the subjects that they don't, basically. Um, so he talks about love relationships, and he's just honest. Like, he's a guy who who else would tell you the truth? Like, a lot of guys won't even tell you the playbook. He's basically writing it. He has four books, out and I have all four of them. Um, he also helps publish. His publishing firm is called Dope, D-O-P-E, Publishing. And my sister's doing the edit of my book right now. And as soon as she's done, I am going to move forward with Dope Publishing to get that released. I'm super, super excited. Um, thanks a million, Mike. Okay. Um, another book, and this is going to be weird, is Fifty Shades of Grey by E.L. James. Now, because of my background, I was shied away from it. Everybody was like, it's so bad, this, that, the other. But there was nothing absolutely wrong with this book. It, it is, um, I guess, book porn, you could say, because it has sex in it. But at the end of the day, what I took from it is that that guy had a background. He didn't just walk into dominatrix. He was, um, you know, traumatized as a child. Uh, he saw his mom get beat up on. Uh, the boyfriend would put cigarettes on him. Um, so he was very familiar with pain. Um, and, and then he got adopted by a rich woman. And one of her best friends made him her submissive. So now he finally found love, but he found it in the wrong way. The lady would, you know, I'm not going to say anything is wrong with it because your preference is your preference, but she attached um, sex with pain and pleasure. So that was that was how he learned it, of course. That's what he enjoys. And I like the book because he met Christina and she's the complete opposite. Like, why do you have to hurt me? That, that does not mean you love me. And she ended up changing him. And the books are good. I read his side of the story. I read her side of the story. Oh, I listened. I love audio. And I love the movie. And I think that has a lot to teach somebody um, out there. Um, You're a Badass Every Day by Jen Serino. That's good. Think and Grow Rich is a good book by Napoleon Hill. Everybody, you can listen to that on YouTube for free. No excuse. Um, next level basic, uh, the the definitive basic bitch handbook by Stacy Schruler. Her audio is so funny. She read number one. If you write a book and you do an audio, it's amazing because I get to hear the book in your voice. And a lot of these authors are funny as fuck. But she talks exactly how she writes, and she was on that the show that I don't look at. Um, I, I can't even think of the name, but. She talked about everything from psychology to relationships. It was really good. Um, This is a good one for the guys. Shook One, Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me by Charlemagne the God. That was an amazing book. I used to judge Charlemagne the God. After reading that book, I commend him on his growth. I started listening to his podcast, and he's come a long way. He goes to therapy now. He advocates for it. Um... I don't know about the whole black man don't cheat thing, but I get where he's going with it. You have to change the narrative to change the guy. 
So um, just because it, black, black men are known to cheat doesn't mean that they should or need to. And I really admire that. He cheated on his wife. He lost her. He had to work hard to get her back. Like, I love stories like that. Like, that's to me, that's gross. Um, so, yeah, that's a good book. The Game is Life by Terry Scott. I will always recommend that, number one. Um, he is so under the radar. We don't know where this author is. And I think this this book is true. Because usually when you write true books like this, they will kill you. So for him to be in hiding, it's basically as if I play this game called The Sims. I create my characters, which I already made me, my husband, my kids, my family, and I play. I pick what jobs they have. I pick what things they like and don't like. You know what I mean? I pick their names, their personality, their voice, their clothes, what they eat. I am playing them. And he basically is, is saying that's how this life is. Like, when you come here, you forget the other world, and you live out this world, and you're getting points. And at the end, you're going to die, and when you go back to the other world, you get to look at your points and different stuff like that. But it's more to it because it was another world outside of that world, another world outside of that world, and it was just like a whole mind fuck. And it's just, if you read that, you'll kind of look and play life differently as well. Um, the Masterpiece, The Shadow I Cast by Chamika Nicely. I really like this book because when I was learning about spirituality, it really wasn't a lot of books about it per se. So this is a fiction book and she kind of puts the truth in there. So instead of Africa, she'll say Afrakia. You know, just little play on words. And instead of the Zodiac, you know, the 12 elders. So the things that I have already learned or I am learning, I see them in her book and it's like, ah, okay, okay, okay. It's just almost like confirmation for me. And I just thought it was a great read because she's teaching the next generation. But I hate that you have to teach that way. They're going to have to pick out the truth, but it's, it is in there. Um, Not Your Mother Rules, The New Seekers for Dating. That was a really good read by Ellen Frame. Um, Guys are a complex creature and they knock down all of the rules to figure them out. And I thought that was a really um, good read. Okay. So now I'm done with the books. Um, I told you about Just Mike. Um, Just Mike. I think it's Mike Reed to be exact. Mike Reed. say it right so you can go get it michael e reed yes on instagram is just mike um if you follow him he always puts up encouraging posts um and usually paragraphs from his book so that's good it's another guy horatio jones he's really good sylvester mcnutt he's really good um Derek jackson he gets a lot of slack but he's good um it's another one. And I, t- and I tell you, when you go through stuff, these teachers will come. Because they're here to assist you in your life. Ace Metaphor. If you go to my Instagram, I follow a lot of good people. Um, it's a lot of good people. Uh, Oprah is one. She has a podcast called... Um, make sure I say it right. Oprah Super Soul Conversations. And 
she a lot of people it's really authors so she's interviewing authors and they write about spiritual books and she'll ask them questions like what is God to you well they'll talk about their book and how you can get into stuff like that and then she'll just ask them personally what is God to you and how do you overcome this and that and I learned a lot um and and she introduced me to a lot of books that way as well and I'm going to do a podcast where I'm going to record her asking those questions and I'm going to give my answers um so yeah Oprah's pretty dope um Russell Simmons if you go to his Instagram he does live meditations and he gives um he drops knowledge of wisdom and different things like that I think he's a good teacher a dope teacher life in general you have teachers all around your kids could be your teacher your pets could be a teacher your parents your cousins relatives friends even strangers your boss like everybody's um teachers and some of us have um honed in on our crafts like um I know a girl that has published books. She used to be a classmate, so if I have questions, I'm pretty sure I can do a consultation with her and get uh, help. Um, I know two people that do bedroom candy and pure romance, so they could be teachers and help helping me set up parties for my niche at night. Um, Whitney Phillips, she has mastered credit repair, made over a million dollars. So I'm gonna to get certified in credit repair, and she's definitely gonna be my guide, mentor, teacher for that. She also does small business, like she has a store called Lavish, and she also helps with filing taxes, um, which are two other areas that I want to dabble in as well. When I tell you, I'm interested in so many things. I'm I'm, I'm gonna get a shirt that says Unboxable, because please don't ever put me in a box. I can go from talking about being vegan to religion. Uh, to crystals, to the Kardashians, to sex, <laughs> um, to work. Only thing that I don't really touch is politics, and I'm going to learn about that. I just hate it that it's not, it's like a lot of lies. It's like you have to lie to so many people just to get what you want, but it's not really what the people wanted that voted for you, and I just cannot stand that. But learning the history um, will be worth it. Just the history, so I can be able to call a spade a spade. Um, so I have different teachers from different walks of life. Your pastor could be a teacher or a mentor. Um, there's a lot of people on YouTube, you guys. Don't sleep on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram. They all have video now. Um, and just whatever subject you're interested in, if you type it in, the person that comes up is probably your teacher. Like they can't teach everybody, and there's, and there's different styles of teaching too. For example, I, I listened to a lady, um, not what is her name, Aunt Ajna, Ajna, and she's too strong for my little sister, but me and my older sister, we dig it. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? And my sister's like, why is she so aggressive? And me and my older sister's like, hey, you need to hear like that sometimes. Um, I also listened to Brother Yusuf on Instagram. He's amazing. Um, he's walking me down this spiritual road. He talked about various things. Um, you don't have to claim African American. If you have Indian roots, you can change your background. He talks about the process of how to do that. Um, you can't just buy crystals. You have to give them intentions. And I didn't know that. So I'm just walking around with crystals with no intentions. So he shows you how to cleanse and charge them and give them intentions. 
and how to make crystal grids and um, he taught me about colloidal silver and black sea oil. It's just so much. Um, King Haru, he's on Instagram. He's really good. Um, 16 Keys, he's amazing. Um, when I was on YouTube, I was learning about witchcraft and Wicca. It was a lady on there. She had a whole class. You need to learn about North, East, and South. You need to know about your herbs. You need to know about the moon phases. Like, I just can't stress it enough. This is school, and you should be learning. Um, in my personal life, my sister introduced me to Sharita Presley. You can, you know, look her up on Facebook, Instagram, etc. She she makes this woman is phenomenal. She's a doula. She makes herbs from scratch. She makes vegan food. She's gonna have a whole fucking vegan truck. She sells things like flat iron. She teaches astrology class. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Learn skills and turn around. You will be able to market them and make a profit. Okay? Um, and um, I'm going to end with her because number one thing she told me is you need to learn this on your own. Yes, I can teach you. But what are you going to do if something happens to me? If I die, then what? So the best teacher points the student back to themselves and I will never forget that she could just have me keep coming to her and paying 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 her her. but why when I have the same gifts and talents inside of me that she does I can do it on my own it takes work it takes practice I can't just sit on my ass and get the answers from somebody else and I was on Facebook and this one guy was like why does everybody always ask me for a reading but never ask how to read? And I'm going to shout out my best friend, Marion. She was learning all this stuff and we was looking at her like she was crazy. She's not crazy because here I am learning this stuff today. Okay? She's mastered it for years and now she has classes on Patreon. And she can make soap and sell soap. That's a business. And, you know, she's good. So, there's teachers and mentors all around you. You just have to have your book pad, your book bag with your notepad, your pen, your pencils, and take notes at all times. Because class is always in session. And a lot of times we feel like we have to go through stuff to learn. You can. But a lot of these books have people that have already given their testimony that they went through the same exact thing that you went through and they made it. Um, so my best friend, her fiance, I'm gonna say fiance, uncle, always says no excuses, no excuses, and that's literally how this life is. Oh, I got this disease, no excuses. Go Google it. The cure is there. And to be honest with you, they can't say cure. They'll shut those pages down, and they'll even kill them. I follow this one lady now, and I'm learning all these um, self healing techniques, and I'm gonna put them in a book, and I'm going to sell the products. She can't help everybody, and I learn, and I'm going to turn around and help other people, too. And the number one thing she said is they took my page down. I'm not going to say that. I can only say this is what works for me. I can't use the word cure. And she got five kids. She said, my baby, I got babies to live for. I got stuff that I want to do. I won't put myself at jeopardy like that, and I don't blame her. She has a point. 
So just because it doesn't say cure doesn't mean it doesn't work. I'm going to end on this as well. A classmate of mine, so happy, her father was diagnosed with cancer and he's cured now. Do you know, I'm so happy that she just didn't put in her post, my dad is cured. She put my brother researched, you know, and I'm thankful that my father is cured. I want to say she said oregano, because I know it's so many different things that you could do. Because at the end of the day, one thing won't work for everybody. We're still made up. We're still, our genetics are still different from person to person. But you're just going to have to keep trying things until you find a result. Okay? Um, you, you tried on all those glasses until you found one that you like that fit your face. Okay? Everything else like that is in life too you went on the car lot and you sat in a lot of driver's seats until you found one that you like you went in the shoe store and tried on different shoes until you found you dated until you found one you like you know what i mean so it's the same thing because you can apply that here there are cures to anything in this world out there except for stupidity it seems like and we just have to stop asking other people for answers we have the answers we have google we have internet we have books. You can sit down and meditate. If you if you really there, the answers are already come to you. It's just like, do you do you want the answer or not? And mm, it's almost as if we say, God, I want a cake. Well, if you go in the kitchens, you got egg, you got oil, you got the cake mix, you got the icing, you got an oven, you got a cake pan. If I was God, I'd be like, you don't want no cake. You want me to make the cake because you damn sure got cake in the kitchen. So, I just want to encourage you, whatever you're going through, it's okay. We are here for each other. There's a lot of hotlines that can help you. There's a lot of friends that can help you. And sometimes we just stay to ourselves. Nobody will never know you're going through something. Sometimes you have to open up your mouth and let people know you need help. Hey, I'm struggling. I need a little more love. I need a little more time. You know, can you open up some space for me? Sometimes you have to let people know that you need them. That it's okay to be needed. Um, and just learn and whatever you, whatever is ailing you health wise, find a solution. Maybe you need to go running and walking. Diabetes is not no genetics. You stop eating chicken every day. Maybe you'll be okay. So I don't know. Cut the crap. Classes in session and take notes. Thanks a million for listening. You can reach me on all my other social media platforms by visiting my link tree, which is L-U-V dot M-E-E-S-H. I hope you have a better than great day. Love you. Talk to you later. Bye.